At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey guys, this is Gail Kim from Impact Wrestling, and you are listening to the 8-Bit Suplex Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special 25th episode of the 8-Bit Suplex here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. They said it couldn't be done. They said Impact Wrestling Podcasts, those don't last more than two episodes. That's right, Caleb. I'm calling you out on that again. But in any event, I'm joined tonight on this special occasion by the man, the myth, the legend, the Danimal, Dan Coffin. Dan, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, Josh. Uh it's Friday night, you know, we had the Impact show last night, got Under Siege coming up, it's exciting. Very exciting, very exciting. Uh, I'm excited about Under Siege. We're going to preview that card. We're going to talk, of course, about uh, Impact from last night. Uh, before that, though, Dan, uh, I know we talked to you recently about what you were playing. What are you playing to this, uh, like, if you were to pick up the game right now? What are you going back to uh, right now to start playing? The only game I played this week is an app where it's like a ball breaker app. <laughs> like you have a bunch of bricks and you break them. <laughs> you know. yeah, it's I've... been a busy week. I haven't had much time for, for any gaming. So I'm still stuck on the same part of Doom that I got stuck on last week. So I gotcha. Yeah. I, hey, listen, we've all been a part of, you know, uh, <laughs> we've all been a part of those before. Um, it's, those weeks are are tough and you just sit there and you just you know what my phone's in my hand i'm okay i'm just gonna play this uh i've had those weeks uh but this week i actually wrapped up playing through uh the uh ps4 classic god of war which of course is the kind of reboot kind of resetting for the god of war series in the uh you know the uh viking uh god uh realms um, really fun game. Uh, I, I at this point, I'm sure if you're gonna play it, you've already played it. Uh, but if you haven't, I definitely recommend playing it. A lot of fun. Pretty short game. I played through it. Uh, you know, I don't have a whole lot of gaming time. I got through it in about a week, week and a half or so. Um, and I, I needed to finish it up because I did have the pre-order of Resident Evil Village download to my PS5, Dan. 
I'm excited about that one. I'll talk more about that probably next week as I get to play it some. Hopefully I get to play it some. Uh, it's not one for the children's. So The only thing I know about it is there's a very tall, scary lady. <laughs> yeah, Lady Dimitrescu is the name of that character. And I've only seen the trailer and seen her. And I know that there's a lot of internet lust over Lady Dimitrescu and her like seemingly nine-foot uh, curvaceous body. So... Um, <laughs> But you know, people people are like that, Dan. People Even are like PG. that. I'm, hey, listen, uh, this I marked this show expletive, Dan. So we could say whatever the fuck we want. Like oh. So that was a that felt forced, and I feel dirty about it. But you know, it is what it is. <laughs> but uh, before we get into the show uh, proper, we are going to do what our uh, second edition of our new segment called Omega Watch. Um, and that is uh, the part of the show where we talk about what Kenny Omega, the Impact World Champion, uh, did this week on television outside of Impact Wrestling. And uh, Dan, I didn't get a chance to catch Dynamite this week, uh, but I know you did. Uh, did we see our friend Kenny Omega on Dynamite this week? He did come out uh, for a short bit um, during the Orange Cassidy Pac match for the one, number one contendership. Um, that match was going on. Uh, it didn't follow the script. Um, apparently orange Cassidy got hurt during it. So they had to cut the match short from what I read. It was actually supposed to be a time limit draw either way. It set up the same thing in the end, but, uh, what they did was they had Don Callis come out and start to interrupt. And then Kenny came out and interrupted and, and knocked pack in the head. I, I remember I knocked him in the back of the head with the title belt. And then what they did was they say, well, the, since there was no official winner this week, you know, you're both going to be in the championship match. Now, I don't think they've said whether that title match is going to be a three-way dance or like a triple threat. Right. Um, everybody I've talked to would rather see the three-way dance where two of them face off and then, you know, the winner of that uh, faces the, the probably the champion. Um, but who knows? Um, but, yeah, he was there. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's uh, not a not a great appearance for him, uh, I'm sure. Uh, and they, they, you know, best wishes to Orange Cassidy. Hopefully, he's feeling better, gets cleared in time for that title match, double or nothing. Right. So uh, now that the Omega Watch has ended, uh, that's I'm workshopping that phrase, Dan. We'll see how that goes. Um, we are going to talk about the Impact Wrestling from. May 13th, which is yesterday, if you're listening to this on Friday, late Friday, when I, this it, this uh, episode of the A-Bit Suplex will drop, it um, we're going to kind of blow through the results here, and, and we'll, we'll talk about some noteworthy things. Um, it's not the strongest go-home show that Impact's had in as, as terms of moving stories along. Most of the card was already built for Under Siege. Uh, they did add a couple more matches, which we'll get into when we do the preview of Under Siege. Um, so we'll just kind of run through uh, kind of what happened. The show kicks off with the Impact Knockouts title number one contendership match between Havoc and Rosemary. Um, you know, I like both of these women, Dan, uh, but, you know, it, it's it, it was a match that felt like it got a little long in the teeth. Uh, a lot of striking, and neither one of them are great strikers. Uh, of course, ends with Havoc giving the old pile driver to Rosemary, and I'll say this about Havoc, uh, her pile drivers look like they are pretty painful. Um, and then, of course, because this is what we do in wrestling, the champion, Deanna Perrazzo, runs out to uh, try and get the jump on Havoc, winds up not working. 
her uh, goons come out to try and uh, help. But Decay, of course, which is Black Taurus and Chrissy Steve, are standing on the ramp. And Kimberly and Susan are unable to assist her as she gets beaten up and pile-driven by Havoc. So, Havoc will face Deanna Perrazzo at Under Siege, which we'll get into in a little bit. Uh, Dan, you a fan of Havoc's uh, pile drivers? Uh, I'm a fan of pile drivers in general. <laughs> I mean, like you said, hers is pretty good uh, for somebody who probably you wouldn't expect to have a really good pile driver. Um, yeah. She should know how to do a pile driver since everyone in Impact gives pile drivers to everyone else, <laughs> like... You know, if you like pile drivers, impact wrestling is the place for you. That's right. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the next match uh, is uh, my match of the night, which is the impact X division number one contendership six way scramble match between El Fantasmo, Ace Austin, AC Romero, PD Williams, and Rohit Raju. And of course he, who should not be named. So uh, that's our new thing on the show. We don't mention uh, <laughs> that guy, uh, his name. So, uh, really fun match here. And, Dan, uh, you actually saw this spot before I did. Uh, why don't you tell the people a little bit about the uh, the gift that broke the internet? So, El Fantasmo, he has a move that he does a lot, especially in New Japan, that he busted out. He This was kind of like a <laughs> – this was a double shot. It seemed like it went on longer than it usually does. But, uh, you know, he did up, got up and uh, had a hold of his arm and walked, you know – uh, tight roped down the top of the rope there went to the corner um, I think he went around you know he went two links I believe of the ropes yes. mm-hmm. the entire time he's holding up you know he's doing his little his little side dance like he does and then he got to the end and um, Ace Austin was up on the top and he picked him up and they flipped into the crowd standing at the top, end of the ramp yeah, impact. The impact uh, official Twitter account described it as a Death Valley driver to the floor, which makes it sound way worse than it actually was. Yeah, <laughs> because... I, I don't know if it was a tech, you know, technically a Death Valley driver, but it's... no, it was definitely a fireman toss into a group of yeah. people. Um, <laughs> but it was definitely a pretty cool move. I really enjoyed this spot, uh, but of course, uh, it did unleash the uh, fans of the Undertaker who apparently are on Twitter. I did not know that that was a, a, a cross-section demographic that people that existed. Uh, they decided to take umbrage with the fact that, uh, you know, he went too far on the ropes and, you know, whatever, right? I, I don't know. People complain about things all the time, Dan. It doesn't make it make sense. <laughs> yeah, I saw a lot of uh, – it was very polarizing on the Internet, as most things are that are interesting, right? Right, exactly. Uh, and uh, equally polarizing is that El Fantasmo does pick up the win. He actually winds up pinning uh, the Canadian destroyer himself, Petey Williams. Um, fun match, good match. Uh, definitely watch it. If you're going to watch any of the matches from this night, I would say go and watch that one. The next match is uh, William Mack comes out against uh, an enhancement talent named Sam Beal. He beats Sam Beal around for about three minutes and picks up the win. And then Debbie Morrissey comes out, stands tall. You know how the spiel goes. It's a go-home show. <laughs> We've seen and this before. Yeah, exactly. Anything you want to add about Sam Beal, your favorite wrestler, Dan? You know, I'm waiting to get my uh, Sam Beal shirt from Pro Wrestling Tees. Um, you know, but other than that, no, I don't have much to say. I actually don't <laughs> think he has one. But <laughs> that's to say, Sam Beal, go get yourself a T-shirt and yeah. – uh, you know what? I'll buy one, Sam Beal, if you have one. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. 
Riveting. The natural Sam Beal has six t-shirt designs. See? Shit. <laughs> um, yeah. I Now, um, when you said you'd buy a t-shirt, did you say a t-shirt or your t-shirts? Like all of them. I did say a t-shirt. So I'll probably just add the 8-bit suplex t-shirt to my closet for a second time. Or, it's a great opportunity to plug, the new Social Suplex Podcast Network shirt, Olds on Top. That is a great <laughs> t-shirt that you should go buy and support the Olds because the Olds need it. Right, Dan? Well, I have, I have a, a nit to pick with that because I don't think the Olds need your help because the Olds are on top. That's how, They get on top, they stay uh, on top. Yeah. <laughs> they help I'm, each other. I am I am not going to argue with that, Dan. How often do olds help you out? Bit. They don't. <laughs> they don't. Why are we, you want know help us then by buying the olds on top t-shirt. That's how you, you should go. do it. There you go. That's how we should word that. Great dismount. <laughs> <laughs> Professional podcasting at its best, Dan. Yep. Um so I do want to call out there was a a, a Swingers Palace uh episode that um, leads into a match that gets made. We'll talk about that match when we get to the under siege preview. Uh, but um, he who should not be named decides to uh, team up with Petey Williams. And he asked Petey Williams, Dan, uh, what the odds were of them winning. And Petey Williams says, I don't know what the odds are, but I know someone who does. So he walks off screen and I'm thinking, there's zero chance. Zero chance that Scott Steiner comes out and does Steiner mouth. And I was right. Uh, even though the music hits with the siren, uh, it's Petey Williams and the uh, Scott Steiner, uh, you know, kind of mithril helm looking, whatever it is. Cosplay wrestler. Yeah. And, you know, doesn't that, doesn't that headpiece always remind you of the mithril shirt that Frodo wears in Lord of the Rings? It just looks like that to me. It just does. I've seen a lot of, uh, fantasy type shows i've seen a lot of chain mail <laughs> i gotcha i gotcha i just I don't every have time a specific I one i go to you know when someone asks me about chain mail like <laughs> which one i choose. every time i see it dan i just go it's mithril just like gimli does no the uh, irony but, is when you know. i see that in a movie i think of scott steiner so <laughs> <laughs> well you know well this you know it's i don't know whatever moving on <laughs> singles match between David Finley and Carl Anderson continuing to uh, uh, build up the six-man tag match. Uh, it's under siege. David Finley, though, this time is accompanied to the ring by Eddie Edwards. Got tired of uh, They got tired of getting beat down one by one, I guess, uh, by the heel team of the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega. And uh, it winds up that David Finley gets the win. Uh, there's a DQ, there's all kinds of chicanery, but Eddie Edwards helps them stand tall because he has a kendo stick. And we all see what Eddie Edwards can do with a kendo stick. You can hit people with it, Dan. That's where that was going. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> um, Brian Myers and Crazy Steve have a wrestling match that goes two minutes, 44 seconds. Brian Myers gets the win by doing a feet on the rope pin. Um, not much to say about it. It's kind of leading to that uh, Black Taurus Brian Myers match. Like I said there was really not a lot on this this episode of, of Impact to really get you moving along and excited. It's kind of just waiting for Under Siege to be over. Um, not over in that sense, but to re they really want to get to this uh, card. 
and and so do we kind of because that's the road we want to get to uh but we do have one more match to talk about briefly and that's the six-man tag team match between basically the baby faces and the heels of the six-man number one contender match at under siege we have chris bay moose and sammy callahan defeating the team of chris saban matt cardona and trey miguel sammy callahan picks up the pin match goes 11 minutes 11 seconds um, and this is a pretty good match. It's not as good as the X Division title match, I don't think. Um, but uh, a lot of moose uh, action. And then Sammy, of course, you know, kind of gets in at the end and kind of picks up the victory. Um, really fun. It, you know, it's hard to say a lot of times which direction um, wrestling companies will go with the go home results versus the pay per view results. I don't think Sammy Callahan's going to win Saturday. I, he's probably one of two guys I don't think that, that are going to win, Matt Cardona being the other one, but we'll get into that later in the preview. Um, but they give Sammy the win here, kind of keeps him looking a little tough, keeping him a little strong. Um, but, yeah, that was uh, Impact Wrestling for this week. It's odd to have Kenny Omega on Impact Wrestling and not in the main event spot. Um yeah, I don't know. We'll see uh, what happens Saturday. I think that the six-man tag match with Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers versus Finn Juice and Eddie Edwards will main event. It should main event, um, but they could also main event with that number one contenders match. Who knows? Any thoughts, Dan, before we head to preview Under Siege? Uh, yeah, it was just kind of a real mediocre show for go a go-home show. you think they would have put a little more into it, but, you know. I guess, like you said, they're 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 looking down the road. So. Yeah, I mean, the stories are all in place for Under Siege already. Um, at some point, you start your build to Slam Anniversary. Uh, that's got to be happening soon. Under Siege will probably lead to that, even though they do have uh, the additional show prior to that, um, which is called Against All Odds, which of course you know kind of shares that same double or nothing theme. So we'll see how that kind of plays out there maybe we'll get to see uh some more AEW uh talent shared um but i'm enjoying so far the use of new japan pro wrestling and impact uh for the stateside guys dan you're a big new japan guy are you enjoying seeing these guys kind of mix it up with the impact superstars i do um you know obviously we're we're all about opening the forbidden door to see just like new matchups and 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 see you know things we haven't seen before necessarily um these guys from New Japan, um, uh, over in New, in New Japan, like if, if if these guys are stuck in L.A. or whatever, there's not a, a big roster to choose from. So they're kind of wrestling, you know, the same. You know, it's kind of like Monday Night Raw. They're all wrestling the same people every week. But <laughs> except um, they but, actually have a small roster and not the world's largest roster. Right, and it's not three hours. It's you know one right. on strong. Um, but yeah. Um, just seeing all the different guys, you know, this gives the, the guys from new Japan, you know, they can get out and like stretch their legs a little bit, you know, and, and mix it up and get some different experiences. It's kind of like a mini excursion. They're kind of taking yeah. advantage of it like that. So yeah, it gives the fans reps. a lot of, a lot of things to see. So it's good. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And uh, you know, I'm sure at some point those guys will all be able to uh, reunite with the rest of their, you know, factions and different things over there. And, you know, bullet club will be whole at some point. But, you know, we'll, uh, we'll enjoy having El Phantasmo around. Uh, but uh, without further ado, we'll jump right in now to the preview for Under Siege. 
Under Siege is our monthly impact plus special for the month of May. It's a pretty loaded card, Dan. Uh, if I had to count the matches, which I'm doing right now. I think there's like nine. There is nine matches. So, good uh, good research out of you. Bad research out of me. Um, <laughs> but that's okay. We're professionals at this. You, they, you know, that's why people keep tuning in, Dan. Um, yeah, so we'll, uh, let's get started with the Impact Tag Title Number 1 Contenders match. This is a match that is uh, made after the fallout of the number one contenders match for the X division championship. They basically are recycling all of those guys and bringing them back through for the tag title. Number one contenders match. All of this went down on swingers palace and some really weird uh, stuff happens on that. Uh, I, I don't like it. It's very strange. And I, you know, I you guys find something else for Alicia Edwards to do and not just be the, um, stereotypical you know thing for johnny swinger to comment on i don't like that just just stop it's not okay anyways number one tag title contenders match we have the teams of ace austin and madman fulton he who should not be named in pd williams triple xl and rohit raju with shira i think we could see any one of these teams win dan but i want to hear your thoughts on this match first yeah we've got some uh pretty talented guys in this match we got uh ace austin and madman fulton are probably my pick for this um i think the other teams are oh well two of those other teams just seem kind of thrown together a little bit last minute to me and then uh i don't know if triple xl is ready yet um to, to make it up there. So I, I feel like ace and madman this time. Yeah. You know, I I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. I might go Rohit Raju friend of the podcast and Shira. My man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for filling in for Sandy with uh, throwing out my man there. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. And uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. If I'm, if I'm looking at this too, cause I want to think about who do I want to see Finjuice Russell? Cause they're the, you know, the current champs. I have to think that Ace Austin and Madman Fulton is probably the best matchup. I agree. Other than that, I think the team of Petey Williams and he who should not be named would be a fun match with Finn Juice, but they don't really make a whole lot of sense here as a tag team. You know, just no. You know, as much as I love, they're probably going to break up pretty quick and fight each other. <laughs> yeah, and Petey Williams will probably eat another pin because that seems to be what he's come back to do. Um, but, you know, we'll see. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker engineering your success it happens I, I i think it's going to be a fun match ac and larry will get their spots in they'll be really good spots i just i don't know what a fin juice versus triple xl match looks like right it could be fun but is that your like you're either you know uh against all odds or your uh probably your slam anniversary tag team title match 
right? I, I, think, I so. think it'd be a, I don't know, maybe it, sometimes weird stuff like that brings out greatness. Um, but like you yeah. said, I just, it's hard to imagine that it would be a great match between Triple XL and Finjuice. I, I, uh, Finjuice and Finlay don't ever wrestle guys of that size over they don't. in New Japan. They don't. To- totally different size, style, and everything. Um, but like I said, you know, you could be pleasantly surprised if it happens. I'll, I'll definitely watch if it does. Well, yeah, we're watching either way because that's what we do around these parts. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, so we'll move right along then. I think we're on the same page there. We will talk about now the match between the most professional wrestler, Brian Myers, and Black Taurus, accompanied to the ring by his Decay counterparts, Crazy Steve and Rosemary. Uh, they left Black Taurus standing tall on last night's show. Um I don't really have a pick on this one. If I had to guess, I I guess I would go with Black Taurus because he has the additional help in his corner. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm going to go Black Taurus here, Dan. I'll go Brian Myers just to be semi-interesting. There I you think go. He's, he's, he's on a run now. I think he's going to keep going. All right. Well, let's see what happens. Uh, moving right along, we have this match uh, is made as a part of a backstage segment with Scott Demore on last night's show. Susan complains that her match with Taylor Wilde was lost because of Tennille Dashwood cheating. And Scott agrees and says, what do you want? And she says she wants a tag match between her and Kimberly against Taylor Wilde and Tennille Dashwood, much to the pains of Taylor Wilde, who wants nothing to do with Tennille Dashwood. Um, I'm going to say Kimberly and Susan will win. I'm going to say Tennille cost them the match and Taylor and Tennille will have a blow off at against all odds. <laughs> I really don't have a whole lot of opinion about this. This is like my least anticipated match on the card. Um, this could be a pre-show match for me. <laughs> I'm not, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, but I will say just for the sake of saying it, I will pick Kimberly takes the pin from Tennille. Okay. All right. That's a, that's a pick. Now, <laughs> now we, uh, we come to the big E special Dan, which is the, uh, you know, big men's Mac and meat or whatever it is that he says. I always say that every time I say it, it feels more sexual than when he says it. And he says it very sexually. Um, but we have W Morrissey taking on Willie Mack. Um, both guys beat the piss out of Sam Beal, uh, the couple, last couple of weeks. Um, W. Morrissey, uh, it's been made, the point has been made that he is not a part of Violent by Design despite teaming up with them uh, at Rebellion. Um, so we'll see what happens between these two guys. I think W. Morrissey picks up the win, and I hate saying it, Dan, because Willie Mack has lost a lot on pay-per-view lately. Um, but, man, I just don't see him picking up, uh, especially since they just pulled W. Morrissey in off the street. I don't see him losing to Willie Mack. Yeah, I'm in, in the same boat. Uh, you know, they don't want to kill Morrissey's heat right away. Uh, number one. And then on the other side, just like you said, the, there's not, you know, Willie Mack looks like he eats a lot, but the most thing he eats is pins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's been eating, unfortunately, so, a lot of those. Uh, um, yeah. He, he's just kind of stuck in second gear and Morrissey's going to get pushed a lot harder. So I think it's pretty obvious. Yep. No, I agree with that. Um, Knockouts tag team title match, Dan. Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering defending against Fire and Flava, 
who are, of course, Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles. Uh, Tasha Steeles picked up a victory over Jordan Grace on Before the Impact. Uh, if you've not caught Before the Impact, it's literally the matches that happen before Impact Wrestling on Thursday nights. Um, I think they could flip this back and have Jordan eat the pin. Um, but I'm interested on in your thoughts overall in this match, Dan. Well, you know, I'm not, I'm not real excited that it's a, you know, a rematch right away, but that's okay. Um, yeah, I can, I can see it definitely getting flipped back to fire and flavor. Um, just cause you know, Rachel Ellering just showed up basically. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't see them holding the titles that long. In fact, I, I imagine Rachel will take the pin. <laughs> so. Really? Okay. Well, you know, I, I think that I think it does go back to Fire and Flavor, and they can just kind of you know set this up for the next pay per view too, because it right. doesn't really seem like there's another female tag team that's kind of itching and ready to go right now. Right. But the reason why I say Jordan, they've been talking about Jordan Grace's confidence um and how she couldn't beat fire and flavor with any tag team partner until rachel came along so i'm saying that that jordan might eat this pin uh and then she might feud even have she might even give up the tag titles altogether and go feud with uh rachel ellering uh which right. is a match that i that four and i talked about that we wished ha- would happen because god that would be a great match um uh, <laughs> a lot of a lot of big heavy punches thrown in that match when right. that happens but Anywho, um, yeah, I think we're both uh, thinking fire and flavor here. Is that right, Dan? Right. And we're going to move along so that I don't say fire and flavor anymore, white anymore. Um, (laughs) Moving on to the X Division title match. This is the match that I have circled on this card, Dan. Josh Alexander, the X Division champion, taking on El Phantasmo. Yeah, this match is, is probably my most anticipated match of the show. Um, I I really like Josh Alexander. He's, you know, we talked about it last time I was on how he, then, you know, he's, he's felt like he's had to step up, you know, now he's not in the, uh, the tag team anymore with uh, Ethan page. And I feel like he's really stepped up. Um, And then of course, El Fantasmo, I'm already a big fan of his. He's a great heel. I mean, the guy is just, he's got a punchable face, punchable attitude. He's, but he's, I mean, he, he straddles the, not to make a joke of him like tightroping, but he straddles the line <laughs> from does. like soup, like heel that you love to hate. And like, Oh my God, just get the, like the man who should not be named that yeah. kind of heat. So um, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to this one. I, I hope they give him like plenty of time to go. Cause these guys can really, I think they have the opportunity to steal the show. I'm hoping they get 15 Dan. Um, that seems about right. A number of that for that impact could give them, for not main eventing. Um, but I noticed you didn't make a pick, Dan. I know this is a tough one to choose. And, mm. and you like, I know your affinity for headgear is going to influence your decision <laughs> some here. I do love the headgear, but I, I think I think El Fantasma is going to win it. Um, that seems to be kind of what they're doing. And, you know, speaking meta here, but like they, it seems like they just want to give away their titles to people from other companies because it gets eyeballs on their company. Yeah, it might make them look weak or whatever, but like their bank's not looking weak. (laughs) Right, exactly. This is, I mean, impact that, you know, 8-Bit Suplex is is starting to become a, maybe a show that needs to merge with Kiss or something at some point. Of course, keeping a strong style of the flagship, uh, Ace Ace of Podcasts, 
on the Social Suplex Podcast Network that covers New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, because there's going to be half of their belts eaten up by New Japan talent, Dan. I, I think El Fantasma was brought in specifically to elevate the X division uh, in addition to, you know, getting him some reps, maybe, you know, getting some, you know, buddy-buddy with, uh, you know, New Japan. Uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, it doesn't look like Blue Justice is going to, you know, make a stop at it. In fact, we found that he was, after he was done with his AEW match, he's already headed back to um to japan uh but yeah i man i love josh alexander and i and i i hate that potentially they could be taking it off of him this quick um but when the new japan guys go back i think josh is a guy that you can build the exhibition around easily um and i think he's a guy that you can put into the title picture uh for the impact uh heavyweight uh world championship so you, you know sky's the limit for josh alexander but I think El Fantasmo wins this one going away. Um, moving right along. Knockouts title match. Deanna Perrazzo defends against Havoc. <laughs> I don't know why I said it that way, Dan, but that's where we're at tonight. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm like on a scale of one to 10, about a four on this right now. Like I, I don't, really have a whole lot of expectations for it um I, I don't know i haven't really seen the chemistry between the two of them but we are going to see a pile driver <laughs> now i don't i don't know which one's taking it or who gets given it you know it might even be somebody from outside uh, but they're i'm predict predicting pile drivers yeah i don't i don't want to see diana Prazo try to give havoc a pile driver <laughs> um especially a gosh style pile driver i, I just don't want to see her even attempt it um, I, th- I, I think Deanna wins this match with the, with the Venus de Milo, the, uh, of course the double Fujiwara arm bar. Um, I Havoc is not, I don't think she's at a point in her career where it, it, with all these eyes on the company that you're going to put that belt on her. Um, I feel like this is going to, we're going to build over the summer to slam anniversary and Taylor Wilde's going to probably take it off of Perrazzo, um, because she's, you know, a veteran that I don't think is too much of a, an, an old, that you can put her on there and you can, you know, run her as the champ. So that's where I think this is going. So I'm going to say Deanna retains. Um, and, and I'm not thinking that this one gets more than six minutes. Um, it just, and where it's at on the card too. Um, it almost feels treated as it, it's going to feel treated Dan as a kind of, you know, what we used to call popcorn matches. Right. That's perhaps unfair to those women. Um, but I can't see them putting this more than six minutes. Um, it looks like Impact is kind of trying to book this as kind of a double main event. We'll talk about the number one contenders match first, since that seems like we should talk about those guys before we talk about the Impact uh, champion, because it just feels like a, a pecking order thing to me, Dan. Um, but we have the six-way number one contenders match between Chris Saban, Chris Bay, Sammy Callahan. Matt Cardona, Trey Miguel, and of course, Moose. This match, Dan, could be really awesome. I hope it gets time to breathe. I hope all of these guys uh, get the opportunity to show what they can still do, uh, you know, or currently do and are going to do. Uh, you got some upstart young talents in Chris Bay and Trey Miguel. You got some, uh, well, we got some olds on, on deck here, Dan. Uh, with uh, Matt Cardona, Sammy Callahan, Moose, and Chris Saban. Saban, uh, to me, feels like a guy that's not – I don't think he's winning this match. Uh, I feel like he's kind of uh, 
been kind of relegated to the uh, tag team division. I think Chris Bay, Trey Miguel, and Moose are your kind of odds-on guys that could challenge for this. Um, I think Moose is going to win. I don't think he's going to win the title from Kenny at some point this summer, which I assume is going to happen at Slammiversary. I don't think he takes it off of Kenny, but I think Moose wins this. And then, you know, come, come uh, July, we'll see him take on Kenny Omega, which is uh, to me, the money match that everyone wants to see. Um, but I don't know. Stranger things have happened, Dan. What do you got here? I th- this is going to be a good match. Um, all these guys have shown me they're, they, they can do interesting things around the ring, especially multi-min matches. Um, who do I want to win? Uh, I would like to see Chris Bay or Trey Miguel. Um, Cause those are the matches against Kenny Omega. I would want to see the most. Yeah. Um, the one I would want to see least take a guess. <laughs> I'm going to say Callahan. Matt. Oh, I was going to say oh. Matt Cardona. No, Sammy Callahan. He's really, you'd, you'd rather see Matt Cardona versus Kenny Omega than Sammy Callahan versus Kenny Omega. Would you not want to see Matt Cardona take a one-winged angel and some V-triggers? I would be worried that Matt would, would literally <laughs> break his neck taking a one-winged angel. Um, but I, I, I think, just like you, I think Moose is going to win. I, I think that's that's the match that I wanted to see when they had the multi-man match before he fought against uh, Rich Swan, right? Um, but they went with you know Swan, obviously. Um, but yeah, I think if you've been following Moose on Twitter, you've seen man the the transformation that he's yeah. done with himself. Like the, he he's he's like you know you can t- you can tell when like Tanahashi's getting ready for Wrestle Kingdom or the guys are building up to WrestleMania. It's like you know everybody's on their let's quote unquote say best behavior in the gym yes <laughs> but they get exactly. ripped more than ever yeah and that's the way moose seems to me right now like he's gearing up for something big and this yeah. could be huge yeah this this could be too like you know there's rumors swirling about his contract situation uh that he's not going to stay with impact when his contract expires so that all plays into it too and, and unfortunately that's part of this post kayfabe world that we live in where we have to speculate based on contracts and things like that I think he probably gets this, you know, he probably gets this Kenny Omega title match on the way out. I think he loses to Kenny if he wins this. Um, I've, I've said it before, and I'll continue to say it. The right move is to build an impact star out of beating Kenny Omega. That's the only way to do it, in my opinion, to make it worth having Kenny come here. Other than the obvious financial success that they've had from having Kenny on their programming, I think that he can make someone – if they go out and have a five-star match and they beat Kenny Omega for the impact title, uh, I think that's, that's what you shoot for. That's what you aim for. And I think you got to do it with one of your younger kind of upstart guys, like a Chris Bay or Trey Miguel. I think Chris Bay probably gives them the best match, but I think that comes later. Um, I still think that against all odds, we're probably going to see like an Eddie Edwards one V one with Kenny Omega. Um, just because I, I think Eddie's owed that by impact. That's kind of where I'm, where I, where I stand on that. Um, but we'll see how it goes. I, but I, I think we're both kind of in agreement here. Uh, Moose is the guy. I think he probably gets the title shot at Slammiversary. I think probably Eddie will get it next month uh, at against all odds. That's where I'm going with that. And speaking of Eddie Edwards, Dan, the other main event, of course, of under siege is the six man tag team match 
between Kenny Omega, the Impact AEW and AAA Mania champion, and the Good Brothers taking on the team of Eddie Edwards and Finn Juice, the Impact Tag Team Champions. It's kind of an odd pairing putting Finn Juice with Eddie. Uh, but like we mentioned, Eddie is kind of gatekeeper for Impact Wrestling in, here in uh, you know 2021. Um, he's kind of the guy that's synonymous with Impact Wrestling right alongside guys like Rhino and Tommy Dreamer, who, of course, sent me a message once on Twitter. You know, I, I feel like Kenny Omega is probably going to come out on top. Um, but they've also kind of built in this thing that like the good brothers can lose. So it's possible that one of them eats a pen, probably Doc Gallows. Um, if, if I had to guess one of them was going to eat a pen and I don't know who on the impact side, uh, you have eat the pen other than Eddie Edwards. I don't think you have one of the fin juice guys take it. Um, so I could see a situation where Kenny hits uh, Eddie with a one wing angel, and that sparks, you know, the next month of, of uh, promos and things like that. Uh, but I'm going to say Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers win this one, Dan. Uh, I'm going to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I think they're going to put Kenny over this time. Um, he just – they're trying to, you know, push everything towards him that matters, it seems like. so. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't like you said. I don't know. I, I I'm gonna say Kenny pins Eddie, just to set something up for you know farther down the road. I don't I don't foresee either you know Juice or Finley taking the pin here. So yeah, and they and they don't have any reason to because like they're booking the tag title match away from the Good Brothers, right? We have a number one contender match for the tag division, and neither of those guys. I don't see Impact ever putting a New Japan guy wrestling Kenny for their tag time, for their overall championship. Um, that doesn't make a lot of sense unless Kenny really doesn't want to lose to an Impact guy. But I don't, I don't get that vibe from him at all. Um, so I think that it, it has to be Eddie taking the pin, and it has to be Eddie wrestling him at against all odds. Right. So that I, I to me that makes the most sense. But we'll see what happens. I mean. They could just say, okay, well, Eddie got his match against Kenny in the sixth man and then call it a day. But I don't think, I think they need to treat him a little better like that. I mean, uh, like we always, like uh, like our friend James from uh, One Nation Radio always says, find you someone the way that loves you the way that Eddie Edwards loves Impact Wrestling. So, but that is, of course, our preview for Under Siege. We will be back, uh, you know, of course, next week with our review of under siege and perhaps some of the fallout. I don't know that we'll do a full results recap because a lot of times the, uh, you know, the show after the uh, pay-per-views are a little bit, you know, repetitive of what happened. Um, and of course, we'll be back with edition three of Omega watch. Uh, I like that segment, Dan. I don't know. I think we're going to stick with it. I, It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you know what it means when you say it, that's good. Right. Yeah. You know, well, hopefully, <laughs> yeah, hopefully uh, Dan's not a part of it next week then since he doesn't like it. Uh, but no, <laughs> I kid, I kid, of course I kid. Uh, thank you as always, Dan, for coming on, especially last minute. Um, you got anything uh, you want to throw out there? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at, at coffin underscore Dan. 
Simpsons memes, you know, dunking on politicians. Not, nothing real <laughs> groundbreaking or super interesting. Yeah. But I retweet like puppy tweets every once in a while just for fun. So, yeah, that's uh, it. I don't have anything to plug. I buy it <laughs> except for the uh, olds on top shirt. Go get that. <laughs> You've been on enough episodes, Dan. I, I feel like you should be plugging a bit suplex sometimes, but you know what? I'll go ahead and do that right now. Follow us on Twitter at 8 Suplex. Of course, buy our T-shirt on uh, and all of your favorite uh, Social Suplex Podcast Network shows on ProWrestlingTees.com slash Social Suplex. Make sure that you are following our feed on Apple iPod or Apple Podcasts. Man, I am losing it. Too much White Claw. Uh, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow both our individual channel, 8-Bit Suplex, as well as the Social Suplex Podcast Network channel. That's where you can find all of the other shows. Maybe you find something else that you like and you want to download that show as well. Uh, shows like, of course, the Ace of Podcast, Keeping It Strong Style, One Nation Radio, the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, Grave Consequences, Great Match Generator. Uh, I always feel like I'm missing one. I don't think I am presently. I think I named them all. Uh, but yeah, uh, definitely, uh, you know, Tune in next week for our, our uh, kind of review of uh, Under Siege. Maybe we'll be out of Siege by then, Dan. Oh, yeah. We'll be well past the Siege <laughs> at that point. It'll be Siege you later. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I said right. it. <laughs> Everybody, uh, enjoy your weekends, and we'll see you next week on the 8-Bit Suplex Podcast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the 8-Bit Suplex Podcast. See you next time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.